Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Well, here we are back again with Mike's Strategies Podcast. Tony Smith here, uh, continuing down our journey of addressing all the different strategies that Mr. Mike Ferry has put together for us as great salespeople and real estate agents in this industry. One of the big ones we're going to talk about today, uh, administration and staffing. You know, we have figured out if you if you're coachable, if you'll follow our system, if you'll have some discipline, some work ethic, you'll learn a script or two, um, you're passionate and motivated about your job, you can get yourself in a position to start making some money and doing deals on a regular basis. But one of the biggest killers we've found out about transactions is, yes, A, getting an agent into a position that where they know how to find a listing and make a sale, but then B, once they do figure out how to find a listing and make a sale, not letting the administration of the deal mess it all up again. And it is such a common occurrence. Have you ever been guilty of what we would call porpoising? Porpoising is where you you feel like you need some transactions. So you put your back into it and you get hustling along. You make some calls. You follow up on some leads. You get a listing. Then you get two listings. Wow, then you got three listings. Two of them sell. Now you have a buyer sale. Now you've got four transactions put together, and then you find yourself locked in doing everything there has to do with those deals. You do all the work, all the details that are involved, and then they all close. You look around with a nice check in your hand, and no more transactions. That's called porpoising, up and down, up and down. And it is the killer of so many real estate agents. If you're in that boat, you have to really strongly consider the administration and staffing as a part of a strategy for you to have a long, luxurious career, okay? And and here's some rules of thumb that we have. Mike has told us forever that you should hire your first assistant when you reach 40 to 45 transactions a year. Well, Tony, I'm only doing 20, okay? You have to ask yourself a question. When in the 20 that I'm doing, Am I, is the administration and the staffing part of it, all the paperwork and the files and the details and the lenders and termite, is that blocking you from doing 40? If you're one of those people that's uh, consistently doing 15 or 20 deals, but you're honest that the, the, the administration is killing you, you might want to hire an assistant quicker than that. If you're aggressive entrepreneurial type, you might need to get staffed before 40, right? Um, we always want you to hire staff ahead of time. If you recognize that, wow, I've got eight transactions and four listings, I need staff. You're probably too late. Now you have to hire staff and train them. You need to hire them in advance. As soon as you believe you're on target, you need to get the idea of bringing a staff person on. Okay? We're clear. The three most important jobs of the assistants you hire. There's three important jobs. One handling all of the incoming calls when you're in the office. Handling all of your incoming calls when you're in the office. Two, handling all of your paperwork. Handling all of your paperwork. And then number three, which is probably the most important, keeping you on your schedule. 
boy, we can't stress enough. When you get that first staff person, you have to make it absolutely clear to them that there's this job you have. And one of the biggest jobs you have is making sure I stick to this schedule that I've set. I give you permission to do whatever it takes to keep me on schedule. If the staff person did nothing more than that, you'd probably make a lot more money, wouldn't you? Right? When it comes to hiring staff, you have to remember that most of the work they're going to do is going to be on the phone. They're going to be talking to you, uh, to your clients. They're going to be uh, working with the lender and the termite and the escrow and working physical inspections and all that back and forth. Most of it is on the phone, isn't it? So our advice is when you go into the hiring mode for staff, you need to enter them on, interview them on the phone first. Right? You want to get one of their best qualities is are they good on the phone because they're going to spend most of their time on the phone. Can you take somebody that is really not good on the phone and make them good on the phone? Possibly. But boy, you're already behind, aren't you? Okay? So let's make sure you understand that most of their work is on the phone, right? And the biggest factor in this whole thing is understanding that you bring staff on, you have to overcome all of your hang-ups about your ability to delegate. Right? Are you a control freak? Do you need to know everything about every situation and every file and every little detail? Your ability to delegate is just as important as hiring the right staff. You could hire a rock star staff person, but if you have to stand over their shoulder because you just can't let it go and you can't fully delegate, how good could they possibly become? It's something that we notice all the time is you have to figure out what hangups you have about delegating things. Some people have no problem at all. They, they have no problem handing off anything and everything to a personal assistant or to an administrative person. Others struggle with it. Which category do you fall in? Okay. You know, if you, if you really think about this overall picture, you're on track. You're starting to push towards 40 transactions. You hire an incredible staff person. That staff person can also be an important accountability partner for you if you'll just allow it. You know, some of the best uh, producers, the best uh, business owners, the best uh, CEOs and COOs of companies have staff and they have no problem giving that staff person the authority to hold them accountable. You know, you'll oftentimes, you see it in the movies all the time, this rock star business person, he's in there sitting at his big desk and the staff person that comes in and says, Bob, you have an appointment. It's time for your two o'clock. Your two o'clock appointment's here. You need to give them the ability to hold you accountable, right? If you can't give them the ability to hold you accountable, then you might find yourself just stuck back in the deals, clear off schedule, and then you're going to have to figure out if this whole thing's going to work or not, right? You have to get your ego out of the way. Let the assistants do the job that you've assigned them to do. Many cases, if you will look at it honestly, this paperwork, some of these physical inspections, the shuffling of papers, the contacting the lender, is it possible that a staff person could actually do it better than you? Right? You got to get your ego out of the way because it is not uncommon for a great salesperson to realize that their staff person is better at some of this stuff than they are because they're paid to do it, right? There's no emotion. There's no drama. They're paid to do a job a certain way. They do it a certain way. You ever catch yourself cutting a lot of corners that you wouldn't ask a staff person to cut? They're better at it, okay? Um, 
as you grow, the big word and topic of the day is teams. We're going to talk about this on future podcasts, but boy, today is the team building thing of huge deal out in the real estate industry, right? There are small teams, big teams, enormous teams popping up all over North America today. We're going to talk more about it. Right now, we're talking about administration and staffing. This isn't really the team concept, okay? So you're building your business. You had one staff person at, at 35 transactions. You get them uh, really uh, trained. They're doing the job. You delegate a lot of things. They're holding you accountable. You're staying on your schedule. Now you're pushing to 40 or 50 transactions. As you start approaching more transactions, you need to add additional staff. So as you're approaching the next 30 or 40 transactions, you'll probably need two staff people. It's not a team. It's still just staff, right? Okay. And then here's some of the hangups. We have to recognize that turnover of staff is a major expense. You have to make sure you take the time to understand what the position is first. What's the job description? What's the schedule they should follow? What are the do's and don'ts? What, um, what are the character traits that you want them to have? That you take the job first and clarify it, and then you fill the position, right? Don't take somebody that you like and try to mold them into your staff person. This is such a common mistake in real estate. You know, I'm going to take my uh, my best friend's wife wants to be, uh, we're really good friends and I want to bring her in. I think I'll have her become my assistant. You have to recognize you interview, you review, you study your candidates carefully. You have a job description and you follow one of Mike Ferry's models when it comes to hiring. Hire slow, fire quickly. You take your time when you hire some. Don't put a Band-Aid on it, okay? Or you'll find yourself just turning over staff. We've seen agents have, you know, four stat, four new assistants in one year. They turn over a staff person every two or three months. Man, the expense of that. When we look closely at those scenarios, we find out that they don't have a job description. They don't have a schedule that they want to follow. They have a hard time delegating. They're basically not clear on the position, but they keep hiring people they like and try to make them fit the position. Too expensive, right? Let me remind you as we go through this. We talked earlier about delegation. Delegation simply means you give something away. You give up the responsibility. You give somebody else the authority. You let somebody else do the job, okay? However, you are ultimately responsible for what happens. You know, I heard a saying once, uh, 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 it was saying, I, can't, I apologize, I don't know whose quote this was from, but the saying was something like, if the general's war plan is designed clearly enough, a private could win the war. <laughs> what that means is your job is to understand, how, when it comes to staff, is to understand and be able to deliver exactly, clearly, concisely what you expect to have happen. If you can deliver the message clearly enough and then delegate, uh, people will be able to do that job, right? You know, there are certain in administrative functions that you're going to have to perform no matter what, right? Um, even as big as you get, as many transactions as you get, there are certain parts of it that you're going to have to handle. You know those really massive problem files? You're going to have to step in once in a while. Negotiating the contracts, maybe you're going to have to do that forever. Maybe there's some of the parts of the technical or the financial parts of your business that you, you're not going to delegate away. 
you will have some administrative functions that you're going to retain. Okay, we understand that. But what we want you to consider is schedule them for the exact times during the day or they'll completely take over. You know, Mike has said for years that a great agent will have a great staff person or two. They'll still need to do some admin, but they'll do admin in maybe a an, uh, one hour, hour and a half block in the day, in the middle part of the day. You know, that dead zone, that dead spot in your day, you set up that you're very efficient and effective with your admin and you do it at the same time every day. That way you don't allow it to just run over your business again. Okay. You know, there's two types of activities as an agent. There's income producing activities and income serving activities. Sorry, servicing. Income servicing activities. You have to recognize that all of the administration of the file is income servicing. Means it's a job meant for the assistant or for the staff. Your goal should be to spend 75% of your day in income producing activities. Income producing activities. Prospecting. Lead follow-up. Going on an appointment. Negotiating a deal. Those are the four income-producing activities in our career in the job of selling real estate. Virtually everything else is servicing. So ultimately, 75% of your day needs to be spent prospecting, doing lead follow-up, on an appointment with a buyer or seller, or negotiating a transaction. Everything else is really on the administration or the servicing of a deal. If you want a clear-cut guideline to follow, Follow that one. I'd like to see everyone that is involved in this podcast set a goal for themselves to get up to 75% of their day with income producing activities, right? Mike said it for years and I don't know where he learned it, but minimize the number of times that you touch a file and it will increase the chances of the file closing, right? I don't know how this comes about that we think that if we stick our head in these files and we get involved that we are actually going to help things close. Yes, I understand once in a while our advice or, you know, the approach we take or our getting a client to understand something helps a deal close. But really, if you really understand it, the more you put your head in that file, the less chances it has of closing. Where a staff person can do that job, they're unattached. They don't, they're not emotional about it. They're simply doing the job. It has a better chance of closing, right? Okay. When we think about administration and staffing, we can't forget about our affiliates. You know, our affiliates are such an important part of this, this process when it comes to admin. You have lenders and title and escrow. Are you giving them their full scope of their duties? Are you using them efficiently and effectively? Do you sit down with your title person and get clear on the things they should be doing to help you get a file closed? Do you sit down with your escrow officer and make sure you're clear on the, the service that you want and that they're following through? Do you talk to your lender, right? And everything, we got termite and septic inspectors and home inspectors. This really is your initial team, isn't it? Have you sat down with them all and gotten really clear on what you expect them to do so this can be done efficiently, right? I said it earlier, when it comes time to hire people, take your time. Don't rush the process. It is really painful to watch an agent over a four or five year period throw one band-aid on top of another band-aid on top of another band-aid on the growth of their company. It just slows down the process. Okay, I'm going to repeat myself here. 
you need to understand the positions completely and clearly in writing and then fill the position. Don't hire someone and try to mold them into the position. Okay. You know, there really are two basic administrative rules to follow. Okay. Two rules to follow. Never let it interfere with your prospecting or presentation time. All right. Rule number one, admin should never interfere with your prospecting or your presentation time. Now, I know the easy one is the presentation time, right? Um, how often do you sit at someone's house on a listing appointment and you do some administration on another file while you're sitting there? Of course not. When you're out presenting, you're presenting. But what does happen a lot is many, many people will let administration block their prospecting. You know, Tony, I'm going to make some calls. I'm going to, I'm going to do some calls and some lead follow-up, but I've got this one file to take care of first. Uh-oh, it's five o'clock. I didn't get my prospecting done, right? Are you guilty of it? You have to recognize that you have to be firm here. If you don't put your foot down, there will always be some admin that at the time seems like it's better to do that than to prospect. Am I right? And it seems like every day there's something, man, I probably need to take care of this one phone call and then I'll prospect. Okay, those are the people that don't consistently prospect, okay? If, when, when you do start to build this staff and you start to have really good, solid staff people, you have to learn how to have a weekly meeting with your staff and your affiliates to review the existing problems, give your staff permission at that time to solve those problems, teach them some things, right? Basically, you need to learn how to hold a very effective, agenda-driven sales meeting, staff meeting. And you need to learn how to do that. We, we recommend that you set up having a weekly staff meeting to keep everybody going in the same direction. Okay. You also have to recognize in this process that you have to give your staff enough time to learn their jobs. You cannot overtrain them. One mistake you can be caught with is hiring a staff, giving them your best shot of training on a Tuesday, and then expect that's going to stick for their career. Training goes on forever. If you think you're going to teach somebody a system or a checklist or a process, you're going to teach them at once and they're just going to do it forever, you have to recognize you're going to have to remind people over and over and over again. How about this thought? When you're, when you're in this, this groove of trying to grow your company and bring on staff, remember that cross-training is always good. If you can get two staff people at some point and they're cross-trained, they can each do each other's job. Then if somebody quits or there's a vacation or they get sick or there's an issue, you're not back immediately doing all the admin. If you can think big picture and think cross-training, now you're always covered. Okay. Our advice is always to give your goals and your objectives to your staff. Share with them the goals, the things that you're trying to achieve, your vision of where you're trying to take the company. Share with them this, okay? You know, we hear people all the time, gosh, do I want to tell my staff about my income goals and what I'm trying to achieve? Yes. You can also share with them your expenses, right? Um, they're not going to leave when they hear your income. Wow, you plan on making $500,000, you are going to be rich. Share with them your expenses too. Share these goals and objectives with your staff because it keeps them feeling part of something. They feel like they're in a, in a position of importance. They feel involved. Don't hide that stuff from them, okay? Definitely don't hire people because you like them or because they're just like you, right? 
Don't do it because that's the biggest mistake you could possibly make. A staff person is almost always not like a great salesperson, right? Great, great salespeople, they have high energy and they have high enthusiasm. And they like to get things done and they like to, you know, it's salesperson. Staff people need to pay attention to the details. They need to be checklist oriented. They need to be grooved in. Oftentimes, you will make a big mistake if you hire somebody that's just like you, okay? Right? You also have to recognize when you have staff that you have to have the right amount of praise and acknowledgement, okay? The right amount. Don't overpraise and overacknowledge or they'll start to get a big ego and it'll be a problem. But if you don't praise and acknowledge someone over time, they'll quit. Remember, one of the biggest motivators and the biggest thing that people want is recognition. You've got to find the proper amount, okay? You know, I want to leave you with this thought. Staff is never going to solve all your problems, okay? They're never going to solve your problems. You're going to have problems. Um, but if you have staff people and you hire and train them right, you get them completely aware of how you do business and how much business you do, the more you communicate and the more you share with them, it can really literally put you in a position to take your business to the next level. So hopefully you have a good, some good understanding. Maybe you have staff already and this might help along the way. But if you don't have staff, you need to consider we've got to move that administration out of your way somehow, some way, if you want to become a superstar. So keep staying tuned with these thoughts. We've got so much more to cover. The strategies go on and on and on with the Mike Ferry organization. Thanks again for your time today. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.